Hey y'all, it's Yay, and I'm back with another podcast episode. Um, this episode is called Yes, yeah, Sis. And in this, I'll kind of be unpacking um, self-esteem, confidence, and self-love in black women. Or the expression of love also in black women. Um, so yeah, let's hop right into it. So first, I'm going to um, say the results of the poll. I know I posted them kind of late, and if you didn't get to participate, I post them on my Instagram story. My Instagram is Yavon, Y-A-E-V-O-N-N. So the first question I asked on the poll was, do you think black women are taken serious when they express how they genuinely want to be loved? Um... 89% 89% of people that voted voted no, and 11% voted yes. Um, to match the numbers up, um, it's 16 votes for no and 2 for yes. The next question was, was it a struggle to channel confidence as you grew older? And 100% of the people answered yes. Um, the next question you do you think the people you keep have kept around affect the way you've expressed yourself? Seventy five percent of people asked answered duh and twenty five percent answered not really. To get numbers with that, um it was three votes for duh and one for not really. So I wanted to hop right to it. So self esteem is the opinion you have about yourself. Um, And obviously, you can have a very high opinion about yourself or you can have a very low opinion about yourself. Um, Low self-esteem was something I noticed I was going to struggle with or that I struggled with um, basically when I was in grade school. Um, Through elementary, it was fine. Um, Middle school, it, it started to rear its head. And by the end of middle school, you know, I feel like I was completely in in a complete struggle with self-esteem and confidence um, just because, you know, I didn't fit the the beauty standard of women and all the people I hung around, you know, they had all these people that talked to them and I was just kind of off to the side because, you know, I was the, I was awkward. And I did things my own way, even then. And it was it was when I got to high school that, you know, I started assimilating and conforming to this this person who would just keep all of that inside, you know, to really just shrink myself down so I wouldn't get noticed. It wasn't in a way for others to, you know, show that light or shine that light, it was in a way to keep me closed or keep me small so I wouldn't be noticed by other people. That way, if I wasn't noticed by other people, there was no chance that they could say something to me that would upset me or hurt my feelings or really just mess up the thought I already have about myself, which is pretty low. Um, I feel like low confidence and low self-esteem begins to manifest when somebody alters. I feel like it it comes at a, a young age 
when you're impressionable, but you're not strong enough to really stand on that, that idea of you. Um, I feel like it, it's, it's intensified in school because you're around other kids, um, your parents or your familial support system can't hold your hand through school. And it's like, when you get home, you tell them once and then all they make a, they make a deal about it. They come up to the school and all this. And then the next day when they're not there, um, you get kind of ridiculed. For, you know, your parents coming up there and really standing, standing behind you. And it's like, oh, well, I can't tell them anything anymore that goes on in school. I'm just going to have to deal with it. And I feel like then the way you feel about yourself kind of changes. So you could be secure before even that happened. But the smallest um, altercation, verbal altercation happens and then. You know, the situation with the parent happens, and it's like, I I don't know what to do anymore, because on one hand, I know who my support system is, or I just got that feeling of support from them, but I can't tell them, because they're going to do something that makes gets, gets me made fun of, and that's not a good feeling, um, so it's just like, what do you do? So I feel like then situations like that um, really just turns on the light for that internal struggle. And confidence and low self-esteem really go hand in hand. Um, confidence is just the outward expression. Self-esteem is the, the inward feeling that causes the outward expression. So if you have that low self-esteem or you have those low thoughts about yourself, of course, you're going to express your confidence in a way that aligns with those low thoughts. You get what I'm saying? Like, if I don't really feel like I can do this, then anything that I do that kind of looks like it's going to head to that, I'm going to obviously shrink back from doing anything that's related to that. Or if I have very high self self-esteem, or I can do anything. That's what my confidence is going to show. Like with clothing, for example, um, if I put this on, it's going to be fire to me. I don't care what anybody else says. Boom, pictures, done. It doesn't matter about the opinion of other people. And I feel like with low self-esteem or low confidence, you would really teeter around stuff like that. Um, you wouldn't even, the thought to be bold would maybe cross your mind. Or it's like, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do this. While um, you really just stray away from something that you really want to try. But I understand the fear behind it. Because I used to once be there. And sometimes it's still a mental struggle to go out and try new things. Because the fear, you fear what you don't know. And it's scary to try something new when you don't really know the outcome or when you feel like your safety is going to be threatened, but just because you don't know the outcome. I look to see if low self-esteem and low self-confidence could possibly be a mental illness or a mental disorder, psychological disorder, whatever you want to call it. Um, the answer was no, but low self-esteem can be linked 
to a specific psychological disorder and it's oftentimes depression or anxiety which is which causes these low thoughts or low opinions about ourselves or which causes us to fear going out and tr- trying something new that could possibly, you know, alter the way we feel ourselves or could alter our environment because we've grown comfortable about where we're at. And I feel like self-awareness plays a really big role in self-esteem and confidence because if you're not, you're not even aware of these thoughts or this feeling about yourself, um, it's been so internalized like that, how can you do something about it if you're not aware of it? You get what I'm saying? Um, self-awareness plays a really big role in that. And if you're not aware, not saying that it's bad that you're not aware, but if you're not aware, it'll start, your thoughts about yourself will start projecting onto other people once you get your friend groups, or it'll show up in your relationships, it'll show up in your familial relationships. It'll just start to rear its head everywhere until you, until you really just sit with yourself and find a way to kind of sort through this. I feel like the biggest thing to sort through is really just unpacking childhood trauma. I feel like a lot of self-confidence issues come from instances in our childhood that could have been 15 minutes of someone else's time, not even 15, five, two to two to three minutes of someone else's time. And it's stuck with us for the rest of our lives because it's, it's kind of mind changing. It's, it's thought numbing. It's like, Oh, I didn't even know I was doing that. And it's like, you can, it upon the surface, it seems like a joke and you think it's a joke. And like when you get home later or when you do something later, you get to thinking about it again because it really made you feel away. And now you're taking this opinion of someone else about you and you're trying to, internalizing and really just prove that oh I'm not that but in the process you're really losing the essence of who you are or who you were before but no one is to blame for the cause of low self-esteem it's just human nature to really depend on other people we're social beings so of course if a social interaction went wrong at your expense or at the expense of your feelings it's going to be natural to kind of internalize that because we hold, for some reason, we hold the opinions of others too much. I'm not going to say to a higher standard, but someone's, if we're not strong in ourselves, someone's opinion could literally throw our entire mental, our mental clarity or mental process out of whack. Um, but no one's to blame for that. It's just an instance of, being unaware that something like that could alter the way that another person changes the way that they view themselves or lack of compassion from the other person that actually, you know, said those things to make you feel low like that, to change your mental thought process about yourself. You get what I'm saying? And apologies to you if, you know, you're still in that place um, because you didn't deserve that at all. And I hope at some point in time, sooner than later that you find that clarity and just start to step out on things that you really want to do despite what people say because people are going to talk whether you do it or you don't do it so you might as well give them something to talk about if you do it okay
And it's really nice to see um, someone who you know personally or who you just know or who seems like they struggle with low self-esteem or low confidence just come out of that shell. Like, the, it just it just does something to me. Like, when I see um, a plus-size black woman who doesn't really fit the, the beauty standard of society, ugh, who really doesn't fit that beauty standard, you know, pop out. And she, she popping her, her, um, mm, she popping her stuff. And it's just like, okay, cause maybe because, you know, I kind of struggle with it, then maybe she kind of struggle with it. So in a way I can relate to her because it's like, oh, she doing it positive, positive reinforcement. I'm going to do it, pop it off. And it's just, it's wonderful to see that. And then you never know how many people that you inspire. Because I know for me, I wasn't, I was really quiet. I'm still really quiet, but we're working on that. I'm still really quiet, but it was when I started, you know, just wanting to do things that I've never done before, like photo shoots or just taking pictures in general, because I really used to hate taking pictures just because, I hated the image that I had painted for myself. And it was really intense to 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 see everybody taking pictures of, come take a picture. And, you know, um, I didn't even want to look at the picture after that, really, because I really just hated, not to say I hated myself, but I hated the way that I had made myself out to look. So it's definitely been a struggle with that. But thank God. You know, I'm, I've worked through that. Sometimes it's still a little struggle, um, but I don't let it. I don't let it linger around. I don't try to focus on the thought too long because it'll go away eventually, like as all things do. Um, and it's just really been a beautiful experience meeting other people who are on the same wavelength with that, especially with confidence or people who come and tell me how much they like this picture or how much they really just rock with me like that. So it, it really does something to me. It literally makes me want to cry because sis, you think it's me, but I struggle with confidence myself. So it's really, it's really heartwarming to get those compliments and those hats off, those kudos to me. And I recognize how good they feel. So when I, whenever I get the chance or whenever I get the thought, you know, I kind of return the favor. It doesn't have to necessarily be to the person who told me, but I know how good it made me feel. So I'm going to do my best to say something that may make you feel good, especially to black women, because, you know, we all we got. And black men, because we all we got. <laughs> but sometimes um, it does intimidate other women to come across a confident woman and to me that's really retrogressive because you're really going back to when you're not even going back you're at a thought process that really sets you back um instead of you know every woman that comes across confidence you don't have to appreciate but please give kudos where it's due because it's it's loud and it's telling when another woman's confidence intimidates you, especially when you come from a place of bitterness about it, because that's a, an area, area, <laughs> that's an area that, you know, 
it's kind of hard to recover from, especially when that hurt and that pain turns into anger or sadness. Well, not sadness, but bitterness. And I feel like in order to really get rid of that feeling, you know, lose that intimidation when you see someone confident, is to really just stop comparing yourself. Um, That's also a cause of low self-esteem, I feel like, to me. Because comparison is a thief of joy. And as long as you're comparing yourself to somebody else, what you don't have and what they do have, you're really not focusing on what you have and what you can amplify or what you need to work on. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to see someone doing well in the area that you're in and, you know, kind of take notes and kind of adjust accordingly. But at the same time, you have to be aware enough to understand, okay, that may not work for me. Everybody's journey is different. So let me find out what works for me and I'll get there in due time. And I had this tweet. I had it screenshot and saved in my albums and I'm glad I kind of looked back at my Instagram story. But the tweet says, congratulations, you just entered your glow stage a moment ago. Prepare for decades of people being amazed by your luminescence. You were never unattractive or ugly. You were just too traumatized to believe in your beauty. Period. <laughs> That's a word within itself. Okay, we go into the next segment, which is expressing love or freely expressing love when it comes from black women. <laughs> FYI, little announcement, public service announcement, PSA. Love hits different. Hear me when it comes from a black woman. Period. Point blank. But when it comes to black women expressing what they want out of love or how they want to be loved, it becomes a problem, right? It becomes more of an issue when we express, oh, I want this out of love. I want this. I want that. And the third, what we genuinely want out of love, then it's all of a sudden towards us like, what? Like, you want love? Like, is anyone capable of loving you? Where's the the fact? Why do you want that? You give so much love. Why do you want it back? That should be your love, right? Um, no. So... I want to discuss um, why when it's black women expressing how we want love or how it wants to be loved or anything concerning love being shown to us that it becomes a problem. And black women just aren't taken serious when it comes to us expressing how we want to be loved or come to us demanding love. I just feel like we're not taken serious because, you know, we're supposed to be basically... Well, society paints us as, I'm not going to say we're supposed to be because we're, no one is supposed to be this, but society paints us as this, oh, you're strong and this strength that they, that they assign to us is this superhuman strength, you know, give, 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 we save the world, we do this, we do this with nothing in return. And I feel like, um, black women in the past, especially in the past, have really just 
falling victim to this this mindset, this strong black woman mindset that's holding everything together, being the glue that holds the family together or being the glue that holds ourselves together or being the glue that holds anything together, even when it comes down to our jobs. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when we demand reciprocity, it becomes a problem because you know for sure well, the other person knows for sure, oh, I can't do that. That's why they depend on us to do it, in a sense. They depend on someone else to do it, and we just happen to be the one that fills that role. And I feel like then that's when the problem is created with us because the other party knows for sure they can't reciprocate. And creating a situation that really makes us the villain takes away the attention from themselves that they would bring to themselves or that other people will see within them as to not being that much of an asset. You get what I'm saying? Like you're creating a problem with me because you know, deep within that you can't bring to the table what I bring to the table and me being who I am, especially on this, in this family or in interpersonal relationships just being that glue that you know I don't want to see anything fall apart or you know even down to the people in the neighborhood like the that black lady that older black lady in the neighborhood um I don't want to see it fall apart so I'm gonna do what I can to keep it together even if it means overextending myself way beyond my limits and I remember I saw this this TikTok video and it was a it was a stitch and the first man asked Ladies, what is it what does it mean when a man asks you what do you bring to the table? And the next man that stitched it explained that men are only assessing our value to them and see what they can use to their advantage and when they deem that we're not equally matched enough or when they use up all our values and we don't present anymore, that's when they use us high and dry and then it's on to the next. And I hate that that even has to be a discussion because what what does it matter? Not what does it matter, but in a sense, why is it only black women that have that? So what do you bring to the table? Or why does it have to be about material things or what you can do for me when we could be we should be just, you know, dating to find out what was even meant for us or what's not right are we compatible you know things like that um instead of just outright going straight to assessments of the other person's personality or the other person's bank account or the half and half bs i hate that i hate that it, it seems like it's with us i'm not sure if it's with if it's within other races but i hate that it's so prevalent in us that that's the discussion that we have every other week. It's very tired to discuss, oh, well, I want him to pay for this, or I want her to pay for this, so we can go have half on the bills. It's so tiring to see that all the time because you do what works for you, and if your significant other, if your partner that you're with agrees with that, then by all means go with it. But I feel like it's so... Mm, how do I say this? It's so wide scale that it's, it's not an issue, but it's so wide scale that it's altering, you know, how people should see, um, 
a compatible counterpart. Uh, if y'all are actually compatible, you never know. This person might be somebody that you really like. But because of something you seen on Facebook or on Twitter, and they just don't, they just don't happen to have it at that time, or they don't just got it like that, then you deem them unfit as a partner. And I hate how we chalk up viable relationships to materialism or how much you can spend or how much you can buy when it should come to basically your sense of security in a relationship. Do you feel validated? Is there valid communication? Is there understanding? But I do digress. So back to the main topic. Um, I feel like, I feel like I always be a little, well, I'm always a little off put or a little shook when I see people freely expressing love. I'm always like, mm, you must be up to something because there's no way you, sh you should be just automatically throwing out I love yous and stuff like this to people or just feel it, just expressing stuff you love in general, like, um, something you really like to do and something that you really worked hard on or something that you really practiced on, something that's, you know, just you freely expressing love for anything that you really do or for other people or whatever. And it's always a little off-putting to me. Well, it was. It's always a little off-putting to me because it's like, um, I feel like we were taught from a very young age that putting ourselves first or talking about anything that we have that has to do with us is selfish or self-centered. And that's not something that people look for in a person, whether it's friendships or whether it's relationships. And once I got older and really started to understand, like, you should be proud of your accomplishments. And I feel like that was just an old mindset to just keep keep black people safe, to just keep us safe, um, especially way back when, when, you know, we were below poverty lines and some of us still are in certain areas below poverty lines you can't show off that too much because you know they get you they get you robbed so I feel like it plays a part well it played a part in safety and it played a part in also being selfish in some other in other areas of black living and I'm gonna be honest I really can't speak on the 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 love part, well, I can speak on how I give love and how I want to be loved, but I can't speak on anything deeper than that because self-love is still a work in progress with me. I can be honest about that, but I have came a long way, and I understand what I want out of someone and what I know how to genuinely move in love. And I dislike it when somebody says that, oh, I got my heart broke. I don't even know how to love anymore. Or they blame it on themselves. I don't I don't like that they blame it on themselves because as long as you're moving with genuine intent, um, it should matter about you. It's no problem with you. It's just people mishandle you. Um, you can be the full package and the carrier still mishandle you. And it's not anything to do with you. It's never, it's never that, with that type of situation. It's never anything to do with you because you're moving purely on something that 
you know, that's a natural reaction to you. So you move, you automatically moving in love. You know, if it's somebody you rock with, it's something you rock with. And if something goes awry, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have saw the signs sooner. Dog, I should have looked at the signs. And I feel like with stuff like that, we've been in an environment where we it's okay to gaslight ourselves like that. Like, we grew up and stuff like that. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. It's so easy to say what we should have done instead of, you know, stepping back and saying, you know what, I did the best that I could with what I knew and what I deemed was best for the situation. And it's on the next person. It's on the other person to understand that you've mishandled this and sooner or later they'll come to see. And whether they get that karma publicly or not doesn't have anything to do with me. So, you know, you got to have that kind of clarity to understand that as long as you're moving with, with love in your heart, with your genuine intent, then it's the rest is out of your hands. And to anyone that does not, that continuously gaslight themselves, I, I am one of those people who would really just think myself out of stuff or really try to find out what went wrong with me when I was only moving with what I knew or what I knew how to do, or the best I could do with what I was given, in my um, honest opinion, for what I should do. And I just feel like if you're doing that, you know, it's a work in progress. It's definitely a work in progress, but I want to let you know that I see you. Keep working, baby, because it's going to all pay off in the end. Period. And I waited to the end to bring this back up, but um, my last point of this show was how to forgive yourself for not putting enough faith in yourself and basically tips for boosting your confidence so for the first question how to forgive yourself is literally looking in the mirror and looking dead at yourself looking at yourself and be like I apologize for not putting enough faith in you but we're here together now and we're working together for for our highest good. It's something that, well, you don't have to say it exactly like that. You can come up with your own affirmation, your own shadow work prompt or whatever you want to call it. But just make sure when, you, when you're forgiving yourself that you talk to you. So in the best way to talk to you is to literally look in the mirror and make sure you're seeing yourself for who you see yourself now and you apologize for who you couldn't who you weren't and who you couldn't be to yourself back then um and i actually did a poll or a questionnaire on instagram for some tips for confidence you know um the first one was wake up every morning and look in the mirror and say good morning beautiful period 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 um the next one was self-care days essential period um the next one was therapy and knowing who you are in christ jesus and i feel like that's the perfect balance especially with the way that we lean on religion um but we don't do the work because faith without works is dead um so yes definitely that and shout out to detario yancy um go get his book uh daddy is it okay to cry excellent read period um the next one was my favorite (laughs) 
you got to tell yourself that you're that bitch. And that's that. Embody the energy that you want to put out. Embody the energy that you think is the confidence. And for me, what did I do to boost my confidence? I, I started stepping out. I started doing things that I wanted. To, like if I see it and I want to do something like that, I fit it to where it fits my personality and I step out on it. Just align with the way you want to be. If you think, you know, you don't feel like a bad bitch all the time, but you know, if you want to feel like one, you gotta, you gotta put that fear to the side. You gotta let that fear go. And that's actually the next episode. Um, we'll be talking about black mental health, specifically anxiety and depression. And I can't wait for y'all to see, well, to hear, cause you're not going to see or to hear the special guests that I have on that one. And that's all for this show. If you made it this far, shout out to you. Listen to the next one. Bye y'all. Oh, 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 oh,